For those of you who are not uh, familiar, who don't know me so well, I am not so familiar with popular TV shows. <laughs> and I have not watched so many of the popular movies as well. So you might be surprised when talking to me, you wouldn't hear much about that. But I love watching news and I love reading news. And every day I follow big news headlines around here in the UK and Nigeria, where I originally come from, and some parts of the world. And how depressing is it these days when you look at the news and there's so much bad news? Many of you are familiar with the recent uh, crisis or earthquake in Turkey and Syria. It's a terrible incident where many people have died and many people displaced and many families affected. And back home here, you are also familiar with the high cost of living and the living crisis in the UK we face where many families are affected. There seems to be awful lots of bad news around. And unfortunately, there has always been bad news in every society at every point in time in human history. And it's only that our awareness of it has increased because of advancement in technology and social media, where you get to know things around the world very quickly. So in the first century Palestine, there were all sorts of bad news that we may not be familiar with at the moment. And being under Roman Empire or Roman occupation doesn't sound like a free and a great life at all. So when Jesus started his ministry, he proclaimed that the kingdom of God is about to come. That's earlier in Matthew, in the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 4. But now where we are going to read today and we're going to focus on today, Jesus is coming in and telling them that the good news of God's kingdom that is about to break in. He traveled all around the region of Galilee proclaiming this good news to the people. News about Jesus went out and people came around in different places to see Jesus. But this good news that Jesus brought to this land of Palestine is not only for them, this first century Palestine, but it's a good news for the whole world and for everyone, including us today. So shortly we'll be reading from Matthew chapter 4 and Alex is going to read for us. Let's listen carefully to listen to what good news that Jesus proclaimed to the world at that time and the good news that is still available for everyone. And Alex will come and read for us from Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 to 25. And if you have the church Bible, you will see that in page 968. Morning, morning. So Matthew 4, verse 23. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and illness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases. Those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. Thank you. That was a short reading. And 
Thank you. So over the uh, course of recent time, we'll be walking through the series titled Christ the Promised King, using the eyes witness account of Matthew to help us understand how Jesus fulfills the promises of God for the Messiah who will come and save the people. And earlier in Matthew chapter 4, verse 12 to 17, 12 to 17 as Jesus launched his public ministry in Capernaum, a fishing village by the, by the Sea of Galilee, he fulfills the Old Testament prophecy about the coming Messiah. And we can see that prophecy for Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 to 2. It's a land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people living in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has done. And as Peter shared a couple of weeks ago on this passage, Jesus proclaimed that the, the coming of the kingdom of God to the people living in darkness, people living in gloom and in despair. And his message, Jesus announced that the kingdom of God is about to be unveiled to them. Therefore, he called them to repent, turn away from their sin, and turn to God. Later on last week, Dave also took us through chapter 4, verse 18 to 22, where Matthew recorded how Jesus came and called some of the disciples who will be with him, who will be part of his team and part of his ministry. And in calling the disciples, he says, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men, or send you to fish for people. In inviting these fellows, Jesus wanted them to be part of his team. He wanted them to come and be with him and be with his presence, as David explained last week. As they observe him helping others to find God, he will have the opportunity to teach them, to transform them, and to empower them to do the same work of the kingdom that he has come to proclaim to the people. And be with him will also allow them the chance to be witnesses to all that Jesus did to spread this good news and ultimately to witness his death and resurrection through which people will be reconciled with God. The disciple will play a crucial role in this spreading of this good news, especially after Jesus left the scene, because they will witness his death and resurrection, and then they will serve as a testimony for us today. And so where we are today, from Matthew chapter 23 to 25, where we just read, Jesus now continued its ministry in the company of these disciples. And what did he do? What was his message, and how did he get it to the people? Jesus brought a message from God. And, and where we just read in verse 23, it says, Jesus went, out through, uh, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogue, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. He came as the Messiah to pro proclaim and fulfill God's promised rescue to the people. His ministry started in Capernaum, but now it's extending all over the region of Galilee. Because it's good news for everybody and God's restoration for all humanity, Jesus went around all this region to see that everyone in this region understands this good news. And historian Josephus says that there were over 200 cities and villages or towns around this area 
And Jesus went or visited most or all of them during his ministry. He took a pain of traveling to all these places to deliver a message from God. And not long ago, Ed shared a story here about a man called Charlie Pease. You can see him in Madame Tussauds Museum in London. It is recorded on the 4th of July, 1854. Charlie Pease was hung in London. He was marched to gallows, and a, press, a priest read a liturgy from the liturgy. The priest read this. Those who die without Christ experience hell, which is the pain of forever dying without release, which, is, which death itself can bring. Charlie asked the priest, do you honestly believe in this? And the priest was confused and said, yes, I suppose I do. Then the criminal asked, he said, well, I don't. But if I did, I would get down on my hands and knees and crawl all over Britain, even if it were paved with broken glasses, if I could just rescue one man. So the criminal was telling him, if this news is true, and is that important, he would do everything to go around Britain to spread it. And Jesus knew that people need to hear the gospel. He knew that people need to hear the gospel of this good news of, of God's rescue. So he went around all over the region of Galilee to teach and to preach. He could have issued a proclamation. He could have just invited people to come to him. But he didn't. He showed humility and condescension of his grace, he went out to them to seek and to save them by sharing this good news. And that is a challenge that Jesus has left for us. What did he do when he shared this good news? He was teaching in the synagogue and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. It is unlikely that Matthew want to or intend to separate the teaching and the proclaiming as having a different content. Because throughout the New Testament, we see that teaching and proclaiming goes together. And let's see a little bit of what these words uh, mean in specific. The word translated as teaching here is derived from a Greek word called didasko, which is to preach, or to teach, to instruct, to inform in a manner that produces understanding. It helps to bridge the knowledge gap and addresses ignorance. And the word translated as proclaiming is caruso, which is to preach, to proclaim, to announce, and urging people to accept. It's just like having a herald or a town crier going around to, in, to announce important national news or do a royal proclamation. So Jesus thought, thought, uh, thought about the kingdom of God, and he taught them in essence that it's God's rescue operation to save the world. And it is taking place through the promised king who is Jesus himself as foretold in the Old Testament by the Old Testament prophets. He proclaimed that God promises to rescue humankind through the coming Messiah. is happening right now, right before the people. And he, Jesus, was that promised savior that was talked about long ago. He announced that his arrival on earth was to establish God's kingdom and make those who believe part of God's family 
And that's the good news that Jesus was sharing to these people. And that's the same good news that is available for us today. So if they don't understand how God's rescue plan will unfold through the promised Savior, Jesus' teaching will address their ignorance and fill up their knowledge club. And in proclaiming the good news, he was announcing that the long-awaited rescue operation has begun through him. That he was the Savior they have been expecting long time before his arrival. And what did Jesus expect or what is the required or expected response from them? Jesus called them to repent and turn to God. And wherever this same good news is preached, as we are hearing today, and as, we, as this good news goes around the world, the same response is expected. Everyone who hears it needs to respond. And the response Jesus wants is that we repent. And repentance is simply turning from sin and turning to God as a result of understanding of, of our sin and in, in recognition of our needs for a Savior. So when Jesus... Uh, news was preached, Jesus asked them or uh, challenged them to take action, and that action is to repent. So perhaps you are exploring faith, or perhaps you just have questions about Christian faith, about God, and about Christ and serve. We would like to talk to you, and as a church, we provide a friendly environment for people to learn more about God as they explore faith. So you can come and talk to us at any time, or you can email question at Hope City Edinburgh and somebody will respond to you and provide you opportunity to learn more about Christ, learn more about this kingdom that we're talking about today. On the other hand, if you had a chance to hear already, to hear this good news of Christ, to hear this good news of God's forgiveness that is available to everyone through Jesus, then we urge you to respond. Just as Jesus challenged them to repent and turn to God, the same challenge is here for us today. And now is the day of acceptance, and now is the time of acceptance that we should respond to this news. And to help us understand the danger of hearing the good news about Christ without acting, Jesus will later tell a parable about the foolish and the wise builder in Matthew chapter 7, Verse 24 to 28. He said that everyone who hears the word of God is building a house. The one who hears God's word but does not do what it says is like a foolish builder who builds his house on sand. That house would crush in a storm. The one who hears the word of God and obeys is like the wise person who built his house on a rock. So the challenge and a question for every one of us who hears this good news is, are you a foolish or a wise builder? Next, to demonstrate the good news about God's rescue operation that has begun, Jesus also brought healing to the people. Good news brings healing to the people. With his teaching and proclaiming, he addresses the ignorance of the people and urge them to repent. And with the power of miracle, he testifies and confirms his mission as the one who was sent from God to save the whole world. He proclaimed the good news 
and he healed every disease and sickness among the people. This verse in Matthew 4.23 stated that Jesus healed every disease and sickness of the people. And from verse 24 to 25 where we read, we saw the people came in from different areas, different places with those who are sick and Jesus healed them. He healed all their pains, be it physical or spiritual and mind related. And Matthew was, was uh, really out to emphasize different kinds of diseases that Jesus healed to uh, buttress this point. His healing power fulfills the prophecy about the Messiah who will save the world. We see one of those prophecies is in Isaiah chapter 61, uh, verse 1 to 2. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. So Jesus was fulfilling the prophecy that was on him. The Messiah that was to come will do this. And his healing uh, uh, ministry confirms he is the one that was sent to save the world. And later in Matthew chapter uh, 11, verse 2 to 5, John, who was in prison, heard about this great work of miracle that Jesus performed. And in his perplexity, he sent disciples to ask Jesus, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus simply responded to uh, John's messengers by saying, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. So Jesus was telling, confirming and affirming that he is the Messiah that God has sent to save the world. But in addition to the confirmation of his ministry and his uniqueness through this power of miracles, Jesus' healing also reveals a number of things about God's kingdom and the heart and the heart of the king over this kingdom. Jesus revealed that he is the almighty God who shows mercies and kindness by doing good works and saving lives. For example, when Jesus was healing a man with a shriveled hand in Mark chapter 3, verse 4, he reveals that he intended to do good and to save lives. And Peter, who was one of uh, Jesus' disciples, who was an eyewitness to all this thing that happened, also mentioned this in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, about this uh, Jesus' ministry. He says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went uh, around doing good and healing all those who were under the power of devil because God was with him. So Jesus' miraculous power was to show that he's out to do good and to save life. And in addition to that, the healing miracles of Jesus also intended to show the compassionate heart of a Savior who feels our needs, who knows our pains, who hears our cry. And this compassionate heart did not end with these miracles that began in Galilee. He took him to the cross as part of God's rescue plan for our lives. He paid the ultimate price for our sins on the cross. He fulfills another prophecy that was written about him long before his arrival. 
In Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 5, it says, Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. But he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. So this promised Messiah and his miraculous healing was to show that he came to took up our pain, to take our place, and to reveal a compassionate heart of a Savior who will later give his whole life and die on the cross to pay the price. And because of the price that Jesus paid, all those who receive this good news and believe in him as their Savior will have the right to be children of God. That right is a gift of eternal friendship and relationship with God the Father. One more point on this as I try to uh, conclude. The good news of Jesus means that death is not the end and the mess of the world is not the end. God's kingdom is breaking in and the influence and transforming power of this kingdom is, is, is at work in the life of many who believe. And what Jesus began to do then in this uh, region of Galilee where we've read will one day be made perfect. Though there remains suffering in our present time and in present world, one day those who believe in Christ will be gathered in the glorious presence of their king. They will live without pains, without sickness, without diseases. There will be no more death and no more sorrow, no more bad news, only joy, peace, security, and the manifestation of the fullness of God's kingdom. And that is captured in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 to 5. And it tells us about that beautiful future when what Christ started, the healing and restoration that he started will be perfected. And I've been so much comforted and encouraged in my difficult times with this passage in Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 to 5. And I would like to read it. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth has passed away. And there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things have passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. He said, write this down, for this word are trustworthy, and true. So the good news of Jesus and his healing and his restoration will one day be experienced in his fullness by those who accept this news. This promises of a glorious future is given to every Christian and serve as our hope, anchor of our hope, to give us encouragement and hope as we look forward to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And everyone can be part of this hope if they place their faith in Christ Jesus. And this is what Jesus 
would want everyone to do. When you hear this good news, would you accept the good news of the Savior and be part of his restoration? Would you want to be part of his kingdom that one day we would all be gathered in the presence of the Lord where we will experience his peace, where every tears will be wiped away, where there will be no death, where there will be no mourning, where there will be no crying, and there will be no pain. This is our comfort as God's children, and it will be your comfort too if you place your faith in Christ Jesus. I would now like to invite the band once again uh, to come and give us a song of response. <laughs>